All right. What's up, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at the Callahan Castle, I think is what we're calling it. And guys, uh, you can tell by the, the the shorter intro, this is a breaking news podcast, and, and this is a really interesting breaking news podcast because there is so much of it. Ryan, what a Tuesday evening it has been for the Tennessee football program. Yeah, I can't say we really expected that it would be quite this news-filled. I, I don't know that uh, the three players involved necessarily planned for things to, to play out quite this way, but Tennessee lands three top in-state targets, uh, all from Whitehaven High School in Memphis, uh, within a span of a little more than an hour. Uh, four-star linebacker Bryson Eason first announcing his decision. Uh, he then was followed suit, uh, or then was followed by four-star linebacker Martavius French, who had just decommitted from Arkansas on Sunday, and then three-star linebacker athlete Tamarion McDonald, uh, after announcing his decommitment from Mississippi State just a little while earlier, uh, joined French uh, just a few minutes after that. So uh, sort of late Tuesday night announcements. It was something that, according to Tamarion McDonald, just sort of came together after they wrapped up their practice Tuesday. Uh, you know, They were coming off an official visit to Arkansas over the weekend, it was thought to be a Tennessee-Arkansas battle, so it's it sort of makes sense. But these are guys that have talked about waiting until you know potentially December uh, or, or later to announce their decisions together, maybe even on signing day. So uh, a pleasant surprise for Tennessee to get these guys all on the same night this early and a huge, huge deal for Tennessee to address uh, some major needs on defense by landing all three of these guys. Yeah, Ryan, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sitting here suggesting that, that, that Tennessee did this necessarily with any kind of a PR thing in mind. Cause I don't, I don't believe that, but, but I do believe that Tennessee really just flexed pretty much just flexed all over the city of Memphis. I mean, this, this is two of these three guys were, were going other places and, and, to, to do this whole thing so quickly, I, I mean, the Vols are back in Memphis, I guess. It's it's an impressive job by Tennessee because less than a month ago, th- this wasn't happening. And it wasn't because Tennessee uh, wasn't able to make it happen, but it's because Tennessee wasn't really pushing for, for two of the three until about a month ago. Uh, during Tennessee's open date in late September, the Vols went over to Whitehaven. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt and David Johnson, uh, who recruits the Memphis area for the Vols and has, has done a great job with all three of those kids at, at Whitehaven uh, and several others throughout the city. They, they went over there and, and spent quite a bit of time at Whitehaven with Coach Rodney Salisbury, a, a well-respected coach throughout the state, and uh, made it clear that not only did they want Bryson Eason, a guy they'd been recruiting hard for a few months and, and made a big, big priority, but they decided they, they wanted to make a push for Martavius French, even though he was committed to Arkansas at the time. And, and they made it clear, you know, that they were they were looking at, at maybe making a run at Tamario McDonald, too. And that night they went to Whitehaven's game at Cordova across town and decided to offer McDonald after seeing him in person and just decided, you know what, we want all three of these guys. And, and they knew they wanted the chance to play together in college. Uh, they, they hadn't really had that opportunity at many of the same schools. You know, Arkansas looked like the best chance for French and Eason to play together. Uh, but Arkansas had not offered McDonald at the time. So Tennessee sort of offered a unique pitch there, a chance for all three of them to play together and a chance for Tennessee to address some major needs on defense. And that pitch worked well and, uh, and, and kind of quickly changed their recruitment. A week later, they take an official visit to Knoxville together. And since then, it sort of looked like the Vols were in the driver's seat maybe, but Arkansas was still in the picture. And then they go on the official visit to Arkansas and then 
this thing quickly wraps up a little more than 48 hours later. Just uh, an impressive uh, change in this recruitment. And like you said, a, 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 a big power move by Tennessee and the city of Memphis, a place they've always had sort of mixed results in recent years in recruiting, you know, winning some battles, but also losing some uh, to, to get three guys like that from a school like Whitehaven. Very impressive. Yeah. And we could sit here all, all day, I guess I should say all night. It, it's after midnight as Eastern as we're recording this thing. But, but, you know, you, you, you look at this and, and, you know, we can argue all day about whether Memphis is, you know, an in-state deal for Tennessee really, or is it, you know, is it really a home kind of, hometown place because you've got so many team you know campuses that are closer to to, to the city of knoxville than um you know to, to memphis and and but but I, I always go back to things something phil former said a long time ago and he said you know what comes after the the comma in memphis it's tennessee and, and, and that is tennessee state and when you have these kinds of guys when you have clear positions of need which tennessee has lots of positions of need ryan but but it's very clear Tennessee has a very, very dire need at inside linebacker. You just have to watch the games right now to see how badly they need those guys. And when you've got guys of this caliber that are in your own state's borders, uh, that's a really big priority. I mean, this this is a huge win for them, isn't it? It is. And, and yeah, the, the fact that you're addressing big needs, the, the fact that you're getting just good athletes to plug in on your defense. I mean, tomorrow McDonald is, is maybe the, the, the best example of just, you know, getting an athlete that, you sort of can figure out later exactly where he fits in. He could play really any of three or four different positions on defense. You know, Tennessee's talked to him about the nickel position. Uh, he played safety in high school for a while. He's now at linebacker at Whitehaven. He's, he's sort of an outside linebacker in their three, four system. So he could be an inside or outside guy, but probably fits in more naturally at inside if he's a linebacker. So wherever he fits in, this is just a, a, addresses a major need. Uh, for Tennessee, they had needs all over the front seven on defense. Uh, they still could use help in the secondary if he actually can play nickel at around 218 pounds. So wherever he fits in, he's going to help. And then French and Easton, a couple of big athletic linebackers. They need depth at that position. They need athleticism. They need to just improve across the board, really, in the front seven on defense. And to, to address those kinds of needs in state is always preferred. And, and these are guys that Tennessee has been looking at hard for a long time. They wanted Easton for a long time. And they ultimately decide, you know what, we want French and McDonald too. And to get all three, it's it's a very big deal. And it's also the kind of move that could kind of send shockwaves across the city of Memphis. Tennessee is still recruiting some other guys over there, including Omari Thomas, a four-star defensive lineman they've wanted for a long, long time. Um, those guys were all on official visits uh, to Tennessee while Omari Thomas was in Knoxville earlier this month. Thomas is coming back to Knoxville this weekend on official visits. So there's still are potential ramifications involving these three that could help them get other guys in this class that they're recruiting in Memphis. And you can tell that, that how badly all three of these guys want to play together. I mean, they've got the same haircut, I think. So, you know, the, these are, the, these are definitely, the, the, these kids are, are, are close with each other. They probably consider each other family. They're, they're, they're pretty close. Uh, but Ryan, one thing I, I noticed this about McDonald, cause I know we need to talk a lot about Eason because he, they're all good prospects. Eason's maybe, at least in my opinion, you never know down the road, but he just looks, to me like the most kind of impressive one that you just sit there and look at him. Um, but McDonald is a kid who you talked about his versatility. We've said this time and time again, Ryan, Tennessee, this staff likes versatile football players. And, and you know, the, some people say, oh, they move guys around a lot. Well, they, they don't they don't hate that. They, they have those guys, you know, the, the, the Beasleys, you know, a guy they took over, Princeton fan who's on the roster now. They like these guys who can do different things. 
Yeah, and, and and sometimes you do that in the early years of a rebuild, especially because you don't have any other choice but to do that. You know, I think if, if they were to, in a program that was more solidified, they maybe wouldn't have to move guys around. So ideally, you might not have to do that, but it never hurts to have guys on the roster who can do that, who give you options, and where, where eventually you can hopefully just put those guys in the position that's best for them and not have to worry about filling needs. But uh, yeah, but the fact that you, you can take a 218-pound athlete like McDonald and just sort of see how he develops. Uh, if he starts off in the secondary, you know, see how that goes. If he starts off at linebacker, let him add some weight, but he, he's not really too far off from being about where you want him to be for an athletic linebacker. You know, Henry Toto is around the 230 range. So really not, not too hard to add 10 pounds to a guy like McDonald and have a, have a good size kid. And he's got a big frame. So I, I think linebacker is probably his long-term home uh, in some form or fashion, but we'll see. But yeah, adding a, a guy like that, I mean, just a, just a big bodied athlete on defense. You can never have enough of those, and, and some people think, I mean, uh, Bryson Easton's the guy that Tennessee obviously prioritized first, but there are differing opinions on some of these guys. Arkansas liked Martavius French quite a bit too, obviously. Tennessee eventually decided it wanted him uh, a, a few weeks ago and, and, and made a really hard push for him down the stretch here to get him. And, and then Tamaria McDonald, a lot of people I've spoken with think he might have the most upside of the three in a way because he's got a big frame because he is a good athlete uh, and, and covers a lot of ground and has a background in the secondary. So there, there is a lot to like about all three of these guys in different ways. And even though Easton's the one Tennessee prioritized first, uh, it, it's not hard to envision the other two being really good players too. So this is a, a big, big deal for Tennessee to get three players like this from the same school and, and, and to address those needs uh, all across their front seven. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about Easton for sure. I, I don't think I, I want to get out of this podcast without mentioning that that this we might be different here, but this is just my kind of dude here. I mean, this is a kid who's about 6'1", 6'2", 250, 255, maybe even 260. He's large, and he plays linebacker. And when you watch him on film, he only – I mean, you can tell that, that he's as big as that because you can see the size, but he doesn't move like a guy that size. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt wants big physical linebackers. He wants guys who can really kind of stick in there and, and, and kind of give you some beef. And, and this kid – he gets to the football in a hurry for a kid with his size, and he doesn't tap dance around. When he gets there, he he's all business. I I like this kid a lot. No, there's a lot to like there. I, I saw him play in, in person earlier this year at, at Brentwood Academy uh, a little more than a month ago, and in that game, he forced a fumble near the goal line, and he had a sack on a blitz. And, and several other plays, he was really disruptive or, or right in the middle of everything and making things happen. He, he's just a good football player with sort of a nose for the ball, and at 250 plus pounds moves really surprisingly well for a guy his size. He's not quite to the same level, but it's interesting that in this class, there are two linebackers. Tennessee has been recruiting over 250 pounds in Easton and Noah Sewell from Utah, who's been in the 260 plus range, just a huge guy. But those guys both move like they're closer to 230 or 240. They just they move really, really well and fluidly. And, and to have guys like that in the middle of your defense with that kind of size to be able to shed blockers, but also that kind of athleticism to cover so much ground, uh, that's a huge weapon to have, especially in a 3-4 defense. So this is a, a big, big pickup, and there's a reason Tennessee's made Easton a big priority for you know really more than four months. They had him on campus for their 7-on-7 seven seven tournament or one of them over the summer, uh, all those guys from Whitehaven. And Easton was the one that I think when they saw him, they just said, you know what? That this is a guy we we really need to have. They've been recruiting him before, but from that point on, they sort of turned up the heat, and and that made that made Eason a, a top target from that point on. And they never gave up, and and obviously turned up the heat on his teammates, and that helped their cause with Eason too. And they're they're thrilled to have all three of these guys. But no doubt, I think 
you'd have to assume that, that Eason is kind of the one that might be viewed as the, the crown jewel of the three just because of how long Tennessee's been after him and how badly they've wanted him. Yeah, there's one play where he chases down a kid. Um, I think it was some sort of a backside screen or something, something that fooled the, the Whitehaven defense. And, and this this skill player looks like he's he's kind of busting down for a touchdown, a 60 or 70 yarder. And Eason just comes out of nowhere from the backside to chase him down and just, I mean, that that that's a that's a that's a fast kid for that size. He he moves pretty well. Of course, obviously that's not an SEC game, but you know what I mean. This kid can move. Ryan, what does this sort of mean for for Tennessee numbers wise at linebacker? Because we know how big of a need that was, and and it's so hard because when you have the needs Tennessee has, and you only have so many spots, you're kind of robbing from from Peter to pay Paul, no matter what you do. But but where? are they in terms of how many other linebackers are potentially in the mix here? Yeah, this is really interesting because you do sort of have some moving parts or guys who could play a couple of different positions. So I I think this sort of gives Tennessee more flexibility to take sort of a best player available approach. You know, they've still been recruiting guys like Noah Sewell that I mentioned, uh, Laneith Whitehead, another likely inside linebacker, but a guy they've been recruiting to to maybe play running back too uh, out of Athens, Georgia. You know, guys like that, you maybe have a little more flexibility to – uh, to, to just take a good player that you like uh, because you could, you know, Martavius French is, is, you know, ideally maybe an inside linebacker, but he also could be an edge rusher at outside linebacker. He's got a big frame. He could still grow into, you know, some people think he's got a big enough frame. He could grow into a defensive end and a four man front. So, you know, who, who knows what, what these guys and their bodies will do once they get into a, a college strength conditioning program. French is the kind of guy who could fit in a couple different spots himself. McDonald, we've already mentioned, could play in two or three different spots at least. So you've got some options there, but potentially these guys could give you what you need at inside linebacker. If all three can play linebacker, you, you maybe could address your your needs there with just the three from Whitehaven, uh, from one high school, yeah. sort of fill your needs at one spot. So uh, they, they've got some options, and it, it, I think it just depends on who else they can land. But as you said, you can't really get everything you want in this one recruiting class. Um, so they've got to make some tough decisions at some point, probably, especially now that they have these guys on board. But it makes it a lot easier to make those types of decisions when you've already gotten some really important in-state targets like this in your class and they can help recruit. There's there's tons of benefits to it, but it makes it a lot easier to sort of fit in these remaining slots in your class when, when you have some pieces like this that can sort of move around a little bit. Ryan, final question before we step out of here. You know, it's kind of well known that, that Butch Jones' final couple classes at Tennessee were kind of over Memphis. Um, they, they just didn't get a lot from that area. And, and now Tennessee is much, much, much heavier into Memphis since Jeremy Pruitt got and his staff got to Knoxville. Is this a trend or is this just a deal where, you know, they it just worked out this way? I, I think it's a likely the, a continuation of a trend that we've already seen, you know, going back to, to Jeremy Pruitt's first class. Um, you know, in less than two weeks on the job, he, he goes into Cordova right there in the Memphis area and lands Jerome Carvin and Jeremy Banks. And of course, it didn't work out long term with Jeremy Banks, but that those were a couple guys Not because of Banks his inability not, to play football, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Banks uh, was a guy that Tennessee's previous staff had not targeted. So that was another guy that Pruitt's staff coveted uh, that was in Memphis that maybe the previous staff wasn't sold on just yet. Uh, and then last year, of course, Eric Gray, they go into Memphis and flip him from from Michigan and uh, and, and add him the four star running back. So they've they've had some success there already. And this is the class, though, that, you know, two years in, they've been recruiting a lot of these guys in Memphis for a long time. It sort of had been obvious that this was a really strong class in Memphis. They've still been recruiting a few others that they would love to have. Chris Morris, an offensive lineman, just committed to Texas A&M. Omari Thomas, that's taking an official visit to Tennessee this weekend. 
uh, a lot of guys in that city they would love to have in this class in particular. And I, I think they'll continue to recruit that area as much as it makes sense to do it. Uh, you know, every class will be different, but certainly I think Jeremy Pruitt and his staff have made it clear. They see a lot of good athletes in Memphis, and I think they would love to continue to take a few good players from there every year. Ryan, I think that's about what we, what we got to do for this one. So thanks, man. I'm going to let you step out of here and we're going to, we're going to call this thing, a, call this thing a pod. All right. Thanks a lot, Wes. Guys, thanks for, for tuning in. As always, we really, really appreciate it. I know that, uh, that this was kind of a crazy night, but uh, that's what we're here for, right? We, uh, we fire up the podcast machine and we get it done. Uh, you can uh, find all of us on, on Twitter.com at Twitter.com slash GoBoss247. You can find all of us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GoBoss247. Or if you want to go directly to the source, go to GoBoss247.com where you can get a full year subscription for 30% off. 30% off an annual subscription. So obviously there's a ton to talk about with these recruits and a ton of other things. Go there and get your information. And if nothing else we will see you here in just about oh i don't know 24 hours or so with a thursday morning pod unless someone else from the city of memphis commits to tennessee before then thanks guys <laughs>